Welcome back to the Attention Podcast. I'm Dan Sanchez with Sweetfish, and today I'm going to continue on the thread of where we started off from the last podcast, and we're going to steal some more ideas from the startup, specifically the startup marketing world, in order to build an audience for our content marketing. Last time we talked specifically about how the product market fit can work with content marketing to become a media market fit so that we can grow our audience by starting lean, starting with a minimum viable piece of media, probably on a short form channel in order to test ideas, to test our hypothesis on what's going to work for our content marketing until we achieve like a media market fit of some kind and it we know it resonates with people, therefore we can actually execute a whole content marketing strategy with it. And today is no different. Today we're going to be talking about what I call the audience growth flywheel. And this is an idea we've been kicking around at Sweetfish for a while as we've learned how to grow our own podcast and grow the podcast of the many customers that we represent. And naturally, the idea comes from marketing. Everybody's heard of the marketing funnel and we've all applied the marketing funnel. If you're a marketer, you've applied the marketing funnel somewhere. Even if you disagree with the concept, you've probably thought about it and used it to some degree in your career. And we're all aware of how that conversion funnel works. We got them at the top of the funnel where they're problem aware and then they're solution aware and then they're in the consideration phase and then they convert right we all know the steps of the old marketing funnel it's a very useful tool i haven't thrown it out yet i still use it when i'm training new marketers and how to think like a marketer and making baby steps for people to become aware and get to know your product and all that stuff until they become a customer but have you ever considered applying it to your content marketing itself now, if you want to build an audience, you need to start thinking about subscribing to your channel as the product. And then you can carry over a lot of the same marketing principles to audience growth. So think of becoming a subscriber of your free content as the product you are peddling and build a customer journey all the way down to subscribing and consuming on a regular basis, even becoming an advocate and sharing and think about it as building loyalty for your subscribers. This is what it's like to be thinking like a media company rather than just a marketing department within a company. So we've been championing that idea for over a decade at least about marketer, marketing departments need to think more like media departments. And sure, a lot of marketing departments are producing a lot of media, but we're still missing a lot of stuff that traditionally comes with a, mar a media company. This is one of them. We need to treat the media like it's the product. And so the audience growth flywheel comes around the idea that you should treat your media like a funnel, even though nowadays we don't even think about it like a funnel. We do think about it like a flywheel, which is why I've named it. So today I want to share with you the three major sections of the flywheel, the subsections and how it all works together and what we're applying even for our customers on our own shows in order to grow the audience. So the three major parts of the flywheel are currently content optimization, distribution, and conversion optimization. So that's a lot of optimization in there. And I feel like it's necessary in order to over explain the mindset you have to have when it comes to building an audience. So let's start with that. Building an audience takes time. 
And you can't just do it all at once. You can't optimize and launch and think it's perfect. No, it's actually better to launch rougher and then just take baby steps to becoming better with every single round, with every single piece of content. It's always being optimized. I'm a big fan of the saying, which I believe comes from like the Toyota lean, agile (laughs) methodology world, always better, never best. Always better, never best. With that kind of a mindset, you have the freedom to launch with something that's not half-baked, but probably not all the way there yet. It's not perfect. It still has a lot to be said for this piece of content you're putting out there. But if you have an always better, never best mindset, each piece can get continually better and better and better. And we all know that's how Toyota dominated the industry decades ago by just making small and tiny improvements on their production lines so that their quality just started destroying the quality of everybody else's cars. And that's why Toyota and Honda, soon to adopt their methodologies, became some of the leading brands when it came to quality vehicles was through this always better, never best idea. So I think our content needs to take the same approach into always getting just a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. So that's why I call this first phase of the content or the audience growth flywheel content optimization. And these are some of the parts of content optimization. A lot of it comes down to research, actually, and just talking to your audience, talking to your customers, talking to people who you think would be the perfect fit for your audience, but who haven't actually subscribed yet. Just having conversations with them actively and fairly regularly so that what's on their minds. You should survey them. You should do analysis on those surveys and the conversations you're having so that you can always be adjusting your content to fit what your audience is actually thinking about, wrestling with. What are their wins? What are the measures their boss is using to measure their performance? What's keeping them awake at night? If they can wave a magic wand and make their life better in their careers, what would that look like? These are all the questions you should be asking regularly in order to better understand your customers so that you can just tweak your content ever so slightly on each iteration. And then of course, with all of this research and analysis that you're doing with your target audience all the time, you should be developing some kind of thought leadership. You should be developing points of view that are helpful to that audience. And that's where a lot of your content should come out of the overflow of research and conversation you're having all the time. And you think doing analysis and thinking about it strategically, coming up with solutions. And sometimes it doesn't have to be thus saith you or your company. Sometimes it could just be simply asking better questions and then figuring it out with your community or your audience together. This is all part of the content optimization process. It's a lot harder than just having an idea like, oh, we should write a blog about X and then assign it to a writer. They write it, you publish it, and then share it to social media one time. That's what most people are doing, and that's why most audiences don't grow in B2B companies is because we have a hypothesis. We don't test it and we don't go to get feedback from it and then improve our process of creating content with that always better, never best mindset. So that's part one of the audience growth flywheel. You need to be getting feedback and always improving the content regularly, repeatedly, and that process never ends. (laughs) And we all know that It can't end there, which is why we have part two of this flywheel, which is distribution. 
Ugh. A lot of people have written about distribution. And I've heard some crazy stuff out there. We will talk. I hear sometimes, oh, 20% of your time should be making the content 80% of the time on distribution. I'm like, I don't know. What does that mean? What? How do we do the distribution? What does that 80% look like? I don't know if I can actually give it a weight of 80% of the time should be in distribution, but you should probably be carving out a significant part for distribution. It's not enough to create good content unless you have a flywheel going already good content will will usually just go undiscovered. In fact, if I remember seeing a, a research report uh, a long time ago saying that how a lot of viral YouTube videos, especially in the early days of videos, went viral. And oftentimes what they found, if you can remember, I remember the one case study in particular was the double rainbow. Remember that YouTube video? And if you don't remember, it's probably because you're under... 25 years old. But if you remember the double rainbow video going viral and that being just so funny, one thing they discovered was that video had been posted months and months before it actually went viral. It wasn't until one very popular person on Twitter shared it that it kickstarted it and got an avalanche flowing with that video to go viral. And that's what they found with a lot of these early types of viral videos on YouTube is that they were posted and then they were discovered. And somebody who had an audience shared it, gave it distribution, and bam, it caught like wildfire. That's what we have to do. We have to be able to get your content enough distribution to get this flywheel turning effectively. And there's primarily two different methods of getting the distribution. There's organic and there's paid. Generally, when I'm working with most of my customers, the organic is lacking. Part of the reason why they're trying to build an audience is because they don't have a lot of organic distribution even for their products. And so that's a problem, right? So most of the time when it comes to distribution, paid is going to be your best method. Paid is going to be the way you get distribution for your content at first. And if it's going well, you might as well just keep throwing gas on the fire and keep it going faster and faster. If you want to get into organic distribution, of course, social and SEO can play a role in that. And there's a lot to be said about how to do organic distribution through those two channels. And those will be for future episodes. What I want to talk a little bit is how to do paid distribution for your content. Because most people are running tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars, sometimes millions of dollars in paid distribution to talk about their product, but they spend hardly anything getting them to subscribe to their organic channels, getting them to build an audience. And that's where the money is. A year ago, I had the privilege of talking to one of the marketers that worked on Morning Brew. And what I discovered is that the Morning Brew like grew naturally through organic growth and through a lot of creative hacks, but it also grew substantially through paid distribution. They had a number of different paid channels they tested and optimized and found the ones that worked or didn't work to add the most subscribers for the least amount of money. And not just subscribers who subscribed once and unsubscribed, but subscribers who had staying power. And that's one of the key factors of how the Morning Brew became what it is today. They added paid distribution in order to get that flywheel spinning faster and faster. And once it becomes spinning enough on its own, well, now it has momentum and you can start to leverage the power of the audience itself. But at first, to get the traction you need, you have to do paid distribution. And my favorite way to do it is to break up the small pieces of content and then promote them with a call to action to subscribe for more or to listen to the longer episode or to watch the full video or whatever kind of content you're peddling. Break it up into small pieces, pay to distribute it on organic social, 
organic LinkedIn, or sorry, uh, not organic social, on paid social, LinkedIn, Facebook, even paid YouTube, all those work incredibly well. And it depends on which audience and who you're targeting, which one's better, but they all work. And because it's content, generally your cost per acquisition is going to be much lower. Bonus points if the content is peddling your thought leadership, so you're getting your way of thinking and your subject matter expertise out into the market while also growing your audience. So that's the second part of this flywheel. First, we had content optimization. Second, we had distribution. And the third part is conversion optimization because it's not enough just to throw ads out there. It's not enough just to create good content. You actually have to be watching for all the little conversion metrics in between. You have to be watching the results. You have to be watching the conversion rates on the website as you send people from your content to subscribe to the channel. Are they converting? Are you split testing the page? Are you watching the copy? and testing out different things, different endorsements, different previewing, different types of content before they hit the subscribe button. And that could be subscribed by email, it could be subscribed by YouTube, and there's limitations in different places, but are you optimizing what you can? Are you measuring what you can? There's a CRO or conversion rate optimization mindset that you need to be applying in order to grow your audience. Believe it or not, if you look at Mr. Beast as as silly as some of his videos are, the man spends a lot of time thinking about conversion rate optimization, which is why he spends a lot of time and attention split testing his thumbnails as soon as a new video goes live. He split tests it to figure out which one does the best in order to drive the growth of a video. Um, so it's a mindset we need to also have when it comes to growing our own audiences and growing our email list and growing our social channels. Are we experimenting? Are we trying out different things? Are we taking different hypotheses that we formed while doing the research and the content optimization and then testing them out as we run our ads, as we send people to landing pages, as we try out different content mixes, as we try out different thumbnails? So you have to have that going on as well. And that is the third stage. When you do conversion optimization, you learn and grow because every test exposes a learning, which then swings back into effect in your content optimization. And that's, his, that's where it becomes the flywheel because all of this works and spins together. And the better you get at all three, the more the flywheel spins round and round. So that's the lesson. That's what we are doing at Sweetfish in order to grow our podcast audiences and the audiences of our customers. And I want hoping to unpack that even more in future episodes, but that's the audience growth flywheel. Thanks for listening. Since you've made it this far, I'd like to ask if you could please leave a rating for the show. It's new and every single time someone taps a star rating button, it helps a ton. So if I could ask for one thing from you, leave a rating. Thank you.